0: TED Audio Collective. This is Zigzag. I'm Manoush Zomorodi. We are halfway through season one, and I'm recording this on July 18th with some breaking news. Kind of, members of the public can now register to buy civil tokens. If by any chance you are new here, CIVIL is a project using blockchain technology to try and save journalism. And now we know that its digital currency, the CIVIL token, will officially go on sale on August 13th. We're going to get into how this works in this episode, because also we want to try and answer some of the excellent questions that we've been getting from you, dear listeners.
1: The question that immediately came to mind after episode six was about curation. How
0: does the blockchain change the business model
1: for journalism? My concern with the civil token is that
2: people who are financially better off will end up controlling the platform.
1: If I buy a civil token or tokens, however that's going to work, um, am I someday going to be in a position where I could sell that token?
0: In this episode, Chapter 7, we do have some answers.
2: Canva presents Unexplained Appearances.
0: It can feel like we've been entering another reality these days, or, I don't know, maybe a galaxy far, far away, where a dark time for news and journalism
1: reigns.
2: Mr. President, since you CNN, can I ask you a question?
1: John Roberts, go ahead, John. No, no. John Roberts, go ahead. CNN's fake news. I don't well, take sir, questions, I don't take questions news, from CNN. Take question. CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. John Roberts of
2: Fox.
1: But
0: a rebel alliance has formed. Civil is seeking to restore peace, justice, and verified information to our planet. You're asking us to invade an imperial installation based on nothing but hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Oh, well, we're hoping, all right. Right now, can I just say, Civil is possibly the weirdest project that I have ever been a part of. Also, potentially, the most ambitious and exciting. In Chapter 6, we explained a bit of how Civil is creating its own mini-economy with a digital currency at the heart of it, the Civil Token. And yeah, that last episode was a real theoretical doozy. Thanks for sticking with us. But now we've got the details of how to actually buy those tokens. And if you want to think of it this way, join the Rebel Alliance. I'm not going to lie, folks. This entire process requires serious fortitude.
1: The approach will not be easy. Only a precise hit will set up a chain reaction. Command your ships and may the force be with you.
0: Yeah, but hey, you've made it halfway through this podcast, so you obviously do have fortitude. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to bring in Jen Poyant, my co-founder, my fellow zigzagger, um, to talk through the latest of how exactly this civil token process is going to work. Let's talk about this. This is a day that you and I have kind of been waiting for to get into the it, – it's all been very, like, theoretical, but now we actually have some of the specifics. So. Um,
1: you go first. Tell me what you you think like the top line is. Well, the top line is, is that the tokens will go on sale on August 13th. Uh, It's 34 million tokens. And we know basically what the value, what the range of the value of those tokens will be after the sale ends. And it's a lot lower than we expected. Yeah, that's
0: definitely the top line. Okay, so I'm just going to clarify. Civil's creating 100 million tokens they will be the basis of this mini-economy. The idea is that the civil token takes the place of ad money, essentially, right? But only $34 million, as you said, will be sold to the public. Um, the official sale comes in August, but the key thing is you can register now to buy the tokens, but there's a lot you need to know, one of which, as you said, they, they've set a range as to what they're going to be worth. The soft cap is the low end and the hard cap. And what are what's the range? They think they'll be successful if they sell $8 million, right? At the lowest end. Right. Minimum, like this whole thing will not fly if they get less than $8 million for these 34 million tokens. Correct. But the maximum that they'll take, and this is what's really interesting, is $0.94 cents per token. So uh, that ends up being like $32 million. Correct. The maximum is $32 million. And then they shut it down, the, the the sale, the token sale in August. What do you think is surprising about that? When we had this call where they briefed us, the, this first fleet of newsrooms, and told us that this is the plan, what went through your mind? Explain to people, like, why you and I were so,
1: like, let's be honest, kind of shocked by that. Listen, we'll be honest about what our hopes were. I'm not going to speak for the other newsrooms, but for me— yeah. I wasn't looking for rampant speculation here. We've been talking about this idea of speculation and tokens and what could happen if the value of those tokens went very high right after that, right after the sale or during the sale. Out of the gate. Right. So we knew there's risk involved. We knew that they might not be worth a lot, but there was kind of a dream. I'm just going to admit it. Yeah. Not that we were going to get Lambos, you and I. (laughs) Yeah. But that... The money that we could have gotten out of this sale, we were hoping would fund our business the way a venture capitalist may have done. Correct. Like, let's say, like maybe a million dollars to hire a team and like out of the gate, right? And then just build like studios and yeah, hire the best producers and, and yeah. assistant producers. Okay, so more and all than a million dollars. Yeah,
0: but what? We- but that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely not, not going not to happen. Happening. If the tokens reach their maximum amount that civil will be accepting for them ninety four cents per token we have thousands of tokens mm-hmm. but that money is it's it's not life changing money not at, at all. all
1: it's not even enough to hire someone no so I I mean then that begs the question like
0: why would civil limit itself why not you know. Uh, we've seen these initial coin offerings, as they're called, where, like, presto, change you have $150 million. And I think it's really interesting why Civil has
1: decided, nope, we're not going for the big bucks. So I want to get back to my reaction the other yeah, day yeah, yeah. when we uh-huh. learned about this. At first, I, f- I felt, and I, I don't know how the other newsrooms felt, but I felt a little confused at first because – so much is, so much of their messaging has been about supporting the newsrooms, and it hit me at that point that yeah. we weren't going to build the newsroom right away that we wanted to, right? and that we're, we're going to have to struggle through this uh, in a different way and continue to look for funding sources. Um, but what I didn't... fully process, and it took me a couple of days to process, is what they're trying to do, it seems like. I won't speak for them. They're trying to make sure that the people that buy these tokens aren't rampant speculators and that they buy those tokens as a utility to support good journalism. And there's a whole system, when we got into some of that with the TCR episode that we did, and we'll get into more of it, but What this does is creates a system, I think, for a much longer term appreciation of these tokens. Uh, And the appreciation really and the value will come in, I think, it's a democratic value. It might not be a currency value. Right. So I think what they're saying is like, You know, we've gotten to
0: the point where cryptocurrency, blockchain startups have a bad reputation. It's bros going for Lambos, jerks trying to make a quick buck. We've gotten into fraud, people trying to prey on members of the public who maybe think that they can solve their financial issues by getting involved in this stuff. And they're saying, hold on here. Time out This whole wonderful concept of using blockchain and a token-curated registry to try to create this mini-economy where we fix a bigger problem is in jeopardy if we don't lock it down. In the last episode, we talked about how that means that you could vote, Um, meaning, like, if you think that there's uh, bad actors on the platform, you could stake your tokens to try and vote them off the platform. Right. So is it
1: vote off fake news makers, essentially?
0: Or if you are a journalist and you want to uh, potentially um, have a newsroom on the civil platform, they want you to be invested with a certain number of tokens. I'm not clear how many tokens or what that is. And I know a lot of listeners, uh, you asked, how is this not going to just be a ecosystem for people with money, the people who have means to buy tokens, That is such a great question. Um, And I think part of that, as you'll hear in the second half, um, is this idea of grants and that they want to support, like, if you want to apply to be a newsroom, you can also say, like, I don't have the funds to buy tokens. Can you give me a grant? So I know that they're going to be talking to a lot more people about that. But it's not going to be a democracy at first because you have to know, like, you have to be
1: able
0: to— I mean, if you're working three jobs and taking care of four kids, right? It's an access issue that we're talking about. Exactly, totally. Um, Okay, then we got to get to the other thing. This is how they're going to make sure that they don't get rampant
1: speculators. The process for buying a token. Can we just talk about that? This is no joke. They are not messing around here. I can't. No. And you, you have experimented with it this morning, and I really can't wait to hear your story. Okay. We said save it for the tape.
0: All right. So here's what happened, Jen. The first thing you have to do is you go to civil.co slash CVL and you have to sign up for that. Then you get an email um, that then sends you to Token Foundry. Token Foundry is another, jeez, uh, I mean, are you still there? Hello? <laughs> um, Token Foundry is an, another Ethereum place. It's like a marketplace for tokens. So they run the sale, essentially, it's place Token Foundry. But then you have to sign up with Token Foundry. So then you have to fill out... A questionnaire so that they know you aren't going to spend your life savings. They want to make sure that you are not going to, like, bet your house on the civil token. Uh, They essentially, like, want to—it's a consumer protection thing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The other thing, though, is that um, you have to take a test so that they can be totally sure that you are there to support the journalism, but also that you understand the mechanics of, like, tokens and— I, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I failed the freaking test. I failed. And you know what? How did you fail? I'm such a.
1: They it's started failing your
0: driver's license it's test. It's exactly, that's right. That's exactly right. So I have to go back. Um, I have to wait 24 hours to take the screening test again. Do you know which? It, yes, I know where I failed. I failed because they started. Okay, do you know this, gen Point? Do you know the difference between cold and hot wallets? Right, I know about hard and soft wallets. Where did the cold and hot ones come from? Are they different? Like, what is that? They're different. Don't make me go in there. Well, they're kind of not. I think they're. I'm gonna link to it on our website.
1: Um, well, the, so but, it's pushing. It's pushing. A the, the consumer, which is you at this point, yes, to educate themselves, right? Even to a level that we haven't yet, which Correct. is a little scary. That's and a hard, little scary hard for to us me. to admit, guys. But yeah. Yeah, we're and, still
0: learning, and it's saying like, and if you're not going to do that, then that's cool. But then you're not. We're, we don't really want, we don't you. want you on this. Yeah, the other thing that they are offering, and and I, this is where I give them a lot of credit. Actually, um, <laughs> allegedly, we haven't tried this yet. They're going to be webinars and hotlines that you can join. Like you can sign up to take a free webinar. Essentially, they're saying we will provide you with the education that you need to be part of this process. Um, so
1: we got to call that hotline. To got, record I it. was
0: joking; it should be one eight hundred blockchain, but um, they were like, ha uh, <laughs> um,
1: So, but the hope is that
0: soon there will be thousands of people, maybe Consumers. you listeners, yeah, regular people who will buy civil tokens so they can support, help govern all these mini media empires growing on civil. Or maybe you, dear listener, want to start your own mini media empire, but they're saying like. Yeah. Sorry. Lots of hoops you have to go through. Is this a good time to play my clip? Sure. Okay. So I called Matthew Isles. He is the CEO of the civil media company, um, the guy who came up with this crazy idea. He was on his way to Asia, but I caught him in a Seattle hotel room. Um, and I, you know, I said to him, I was like, "Do." and I, to preface this, Matthew speaks in very, uh, how would you describe his language? Technical? Technical and dense language. But I was like, dude, are people going to actually do this? And here's what he told me.
2: I think we're going to see the rate of adoption um, move faster than people expect because the concepts are so exciting. And what's standing in our way mostly is consumer education and product design. You know, we recognize that The technology we've decided to essentially explore is still quite nascent and new for many people, Um, but we are carrying the weight of trying to be one of the most consumer-facing blockchain applications in the world. So our registry experience will be very intuitive, or at least as intuitive as a system like this can be.
1: So this idea of a consumer-facing blockchain application, let's talk about what that means. Mm. To me, Mm -hmm. the way I interpret it is that this isn't just a Bitcoin that you buy and then the value goes fluctuates just because it's essentially a tradable commodity, but it doesn't have a utility tied to it in some way. It doesn't do anything. My God, you're starting to
0: talk like Matthew Isles. It doesn't
1: (laughs) Doesn't have a utility tied to it. But there's a utility there is a utility involved that they're trying to make extremely clear with the civil token. It is meant to support good journalists and good journalism on a platform in very specific ways that they're trying to lay out. So to buy one of these tokens, you're not just buying a a commodity that's not tied to any kind of utility. Yes, that's I think that makes total sense. But sort of (laughs) they're encouraging average people yeah and
0: honestly jen that's what gets me so excited like if they can get over this hurdle and make you know my mom uh be interested in like buying a token because she feels empowered in some way to promote something she believes in that is a win like and not just for civil for the entire future of this technology i'm not sure they can do that why I failed the test this morning i I have been immersed in this stuff, mm-hmm. and i i I you think really you're supposed to
1: fail though, like a little bit to get edu- more educated. Oh, you're so nice, Jen no i mean i I'm not saying it's i think you're right. i think there's a chance- so essentially what you're saying is that there's a chance people will get scared off, and I think it's a weeding out process. But maybe too many. That's like, I, it's that's like where's the
0: sweet spot? Exactly. You want, like, enough people so this thing flies, but you don't want the people who aren't really there because they want to be part of the ecosystem. I want to just—we got—I love this listener, Mitch. You mm-hmm. guys all ask amazing questions, listeners, but um, Mitch's—let's just do rapid-fire Mitch questions because he just laid them out in the email box this morning. Will larger token holders be more powerful in any way? Will they have more of a vote than smaller token holders? The answer is yes, because it's a Wait, one— the answer is yes, they will be more powerful? In some ways, yes. There, uh, One token, one vote. That is how it's going to work. One mm-hmm. token, one vote. But, as you're going to hear in the second half of the show, there are measures to be put in place to make sure that no one abuses their token
1: holder power. Which is what the council— Yeah, we're going to get into all that. Okay. That's the part... In the the civil constitution? All of it. Is what the council follows. Right. All the rules.
0: Um, Okay, number two. Will all token holders have a vote? Yes. Yes. Can anyone buy tokens in any amount? Well, you have to go through the process like we talked about. And again, there are... um, uh limitations put in place. So like no one could buy like 51 percent of the tokens. They wouldn't want someone to take control of the ecosystem. Um, so we'll talk more about those protective measures in the second half. But so, yes, anyone can buy if they pass the test, if they agree to adhere by these rules. Uh, and as long as they don't try and do something crazy like a takeover. Will time limits on votes be a factor? For instance, if there are a lot of new newsrooms in the queue, will five days be enough time to vote on all of them? God, I have no idea. I read that Civil pl- has plans to have about 600 newsrooms in a short time frame. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I don't know. the. Do you it's know the really answer to that Wait, what's the question, though? Will time limits on votes be a factor?
1: I think we don't know how this is going to work with the voting. Well, they haven't laid that stuff out yet. Right. We don't know yet. That's an interesting question, though. Like, mm. they— this. Mitch? Mitch. So Mitch is asking, like, how long does a vote—how long do you have to weigh in on a problem? Yeah. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Okay. It's a really good question. And
0: all—listeners, you guys, your questions are amazing. Uh, I I realize that we have not answered a lot of them, some of it simply because we don't want to pack it all in here, but a lot of it because we don't know how this is
1: going to work until the whole sale happens. Well, maybe we should make a segment where we try to answer— several every show going forward. We could do that. Let's do that.
0: Uh I wanna close out by saying, um, I think there's a <laughs> we, there's a great article that you and I read talking about how many um token curated registry blockchain projects there are that have just died. And it's hundreds, maybe a thousand. Um there's a there's something called coinopsy. I just love that name so I was to say. It's really funny. Um and you and I were saying like A couple weeks ago, this seems like a year ago, but we were saying, like, how are we going to make sure that's... How do we know that civil's not going to end up in this graveyard? We don't. But now we do. Why? Because it will not... Because, well, okay, you're right. We don't know that it won't die. But I, despite being disappointed that we won't have a instant money... Right. I do think the straight, steady... Very conservative, quite modest measures that they are taking means that they want to protect people, that they really believe in this ecosystem and
1: journal. Like, I still believe in the cause because they're being so. I mean, that's exactly I think that's exactly right. And I'm surprised it took me a day or two to come to that conclusion. But essentially what they're doing with all of these different measures, they're trying, who knows if it will work, but they're trying to show that they're really trying to create a sustainable crypto economy. Okay. For the record, episode seven, how are you feeling right now, Jen? Like in life? I feel great. Do you? You look great. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I feel
1: good. Like we'll figure out the money. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, And we do still have- geniuses,
0: not instant geniuses.
1: (laughs) No lambos. (laughs) But I I think we will figure out the money. Uh, We do also still have a a grant from civil right uh, in cash full disclosure we which is how we pay to that. make this show yeah <laughs> so like we're not gonna starve okay another sorry one but more hold on question. I just want to say oh, yeah, one, yeah sorry. one other thing is that I'm kind of impressed I gotta say I was really disappointed the other day and then I like went home and thought about it and sat with it and was like like a little grumpy about it and then it really did take two days to sink in how some I think it's pretty smart what they're trying to do. I don't know if it's going to work. I really right, don't know if it's going right. to work. Like this could all, all the council stuff and the voting and the democracy and it's who comes on. It's complicated, yeah. Uh, there's so many things that could go wrong still, but I'm i am fascinated by it, and that's great. Okay, don't think about
0: this answer. I'm just going to say a question and then you just answer it. First thing that comes to your head, would you s- register to buy a civil token? Yes. I don't think I would. Why? 'Cause I think I'd be like, Oh, I gotta order um, groceries and do we have enough bread for the kids no, l- that's lunches? Not true. You'd tomorrow, be like, This is so
1: interesting. It's so weird.
0: We gotta I don't know. do it. No, it's a lot of hoops. Life if, is complicated enough. If you mean you personally Me. you're like
1: you're just super fascinated by stuff like this. Like yeah, I can't imagine if, you wouldn't do it because of the groceries in your to do list.
0: I don't know. I, I feel like if I wasn't covering this, I, you know, I, I the to-do list is quite extraordinary. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I should clean out the Lego I'm first. S- really surprised by that. It's I failed the test, man.
1: Look, you, you go I'll down that road. All right, you're next. That makes me kind of sad. And I can't wait. Well, then, that makes me feel like maybe this won't work then. We'll see.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to tell everyone now what's going to happen in the second half of the show. Princess Leia. Well, that's what I call her. You love that Star Wars analogy. Okay, in a minute, the woman... I'm going to go back to the rebellion analogy (laughs) that we are just hammering in. Um, Do you think we're going to get trolled for that? No. I want you to know that all four years in college, I was Princess Leia for Halloween. Four years? Oh, yeah. I had a great outfit. Can you do it next year? I'm growing my hair out. Absolutely. In a minute, the woman in charge of making sure that the rebellion stays on track, Vivian... Schiller, she's a big deal x npr x twitter x nbc news um and she's supposed to keep this whole thing in the new york times right and the new york times you're right she's supposed to keep this whole thing on its ethical tracks um she also listens to zigzag by the way
1: she does that was kind of a surprise we'll be right back
0: I'm Manusha Marodi, this is Zigzag.
2: All right, let's go.
0: Let's talk more about these mini-media companies that are living on Civil. Civil refers to them as newsrooms, and there are about 20 of us that are part of this first fleet of newsrooms. The latest to debut, by the way, is Popula. It is a beautiful online magazine with super relevant features from all over the world. Check it out at Popula.com. I think one of the next ones is from a group of Denver Post journalists who jumped ship to go independent and create their own publication, The Color. Colorado Sun. I think that's coming pretty soon. All of these newsrooms have total editorial control, but they use civils technology on the back end. And anyway, soon anyone who wants to start their own newsroom can. But first, they also have to agree to abide by a code. Because, yes, this new galaxy for journalism has rules. And it has someone to make sure that we all stick to those rules.
2: He's rolling and recording.
0: Vivian Schiller has quite a resume. She's been president and CEO of National Public Radio. She was in charge of digital at NBC News. And she headed up news and journalism partnerships at Twitter. And
2: I went from thinking, I would never join a startup at this stage of my career to, huh, this is <laughs> kind of interesting to, oh, my God, I think I have to do this.
0: Her new job is running the human side of civil.
2: The Civil Foundation um, is going to do three things. Help ensure that the platform is and remains a haven for trustworthy journalism um, so that we don't have any any bad actors or scammers or what have you that have unfortunately infiltrated other platforms. The second thing is we are going to be a grant-making, a philanthropy, a grant-making organization that is going to uh, give money to News organizations, you know, whether they are local news organizations in news deserts, or they're reporting on underreported parts of the world, or they're operating out of difficult political environments. The third thing is, we want to sort of share with the media industry what we've learned. So we we want to write papers and do convenings about ways that news organizations can reach sustainability and and how. And as part of all that, Vivian will also run what's being called the Civil Council.
0: I sort of think of the council as like we're creating a a civil galaxy, right? I like it. And like you're Princess Leia, and you're going to make sure that the 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 good people prevail, the rebels prevail, yes, um, right? I mean, what's that going to look
2: like? Well, it is a good analogy because, you know, the rebels are not trying to be the rulers of the universe. The rebels are there to be sort of a, a force for good to make sure that the good guys prevail, right? So we have this thing called the Civil Constitution, and it is live online right now. Anybody can look at it. And, in fact, I would encourage people to look at it and comment on it because it is still a draft, And so um, what we're doing is we're trying to sort of capture both what some of us that have been in journalism for a long time, but mostly the community. I mean, the whole beauty of civil is this is community-led, are going to come up with sort of a a, a written document that's like, this is what we believe in, this is what we stand for, and if you're going to be uncivil, then we want to hear that you agree to this too, and we're going to hold you to it. And the way that we hold you to it is the community. I hate sort of leading with the negative as if, You know, the community is there to sort of, you know, be the police. I mean, the community is there to support and to be readers and to be encouragers and to be part of this grand adventure. But in the event that something goes awry, there's a whole process having to do with staking your tokens that will allow a lot of this to happen totally within the community. But if something rises to the level where it really needs another set of eyes, that's where the council comes in. So the council will review individual cases, and depending on what it is, they will, we, I'm part of the council um, that I'm also putting together, will make a determination. And that determination, just like the Supreme Court, will be the final determination unless the community wants to overturn that by a supermajority. So there's just a constant state of checks and balances. How this is going to work in real life Yeah. We shall see. I mean, in a perfect world, I think it'll be a little bumpy in the beginning, but eventually the only things that the council will be looking at are sort of special cases, and then we will create precedent that will help self-guide the platform.
0: Is what you're describing—I mean, you worked at Twitter. You've also worked um, at some of the biggest news organizations in the United States. Is your sense, though, that maybe Twitter or Facebook or those places, maybe this is what they should have had to keep— fake news and, and bad actors and, and all the, the hate speech off of their platforms. some sort of ethical counsel?
2: Well, you know, that's a great question. They, um, you know, I, I think that the platforms, those social media platforms, the Facebooks and Twitters of the world probably could have taken these issues more seriously sooner. They certainly are now. Um, but it's such a different – the governance is so different – that it's, it's going to be difficult for them to do. Facebook and Twitter manage their platforms. In Civil, the community manages the platform's there's a lot to
0: unpack here to understand. It's pretty complicated yeah. from blockchain to TCRs and the council and staking tokens and what are civil tokens and hardware wallets.
2: That it worries me, people, understanding this. Yeah, I, I I I hear you. I completely agree with you. I'm learning a lot of this stuff myself. In fact, your podcast is helping me learn it. <laughs> this is a, a grand experiment. It is really complicated, and what I I'm sort of— having to learn how to explain it, because now that I'm in Mm -hmm. this position, everybody's saying, what's this all about? And when I explain it, I don't lead with blockchain. I lead with, what's the problem we're trying to solve? Forget about tokens and staking and blockchain. The purpose of civil is to create an environment where um, citizens of the world can discover, consume, and share content, comment on content, whatever they want, engage with content that they know that they can trust, and at the same time, for journalists who have stories to tell, whether it's about their community, whether it's about topics that aren't being covered, can find a way to tell those stories and also be able to, you know, make their payroll and, you know, put food on the table and have a sustainable business. Where blockchain comes into it is, why might this work where others have failed? And and what is the opportunity around New revenue streams and new business models that might make sustainability more than a dream for many organizations.
0: I was reading this Reuters Institute survey that found that um, 79% of people in the U.S. said it was still somewhat or very unlikely that they'd pay for online news in the future. Um, You know, you've been at The Times, NPR, Twitter. News is a very tough business to be in. What makes you think that civil can get it right and now also get people to put some cash behind it?
2: Right. If you are a small local news organization with a handful of staff and a topic that is of great interest, not to the masses, But to enough people who were super interested and cannot find um, that level of quality or that level of depth, then it's a very different proposition in terms of getting funded. And um, you don't need to be bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars. And so that is a very different um, business model.
0: talk about something that i feel like uh, also could be a problem which is defining fake news because this is bound to happen right the criticism is going to be oh the civil council i'm guessing here the civil council is stocked with left wing ex public radio uh obama loving um <laughs> cpb funded yeah, yeah. people and like so what what do you say to that yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, first of all, that won't be the case. Um, It's going to be quite a a diverse set of members on the council. That said, um, there are certain criteria, whether you are left-weening, whether you're right-weening, whether you are in the U.S., whether you're operating in Pakistan, wherever you may be as a journalist that I think we all need to agree on, which is um, uh, evidence-based sourced information. We absolutely want to be a home for, you know, opinion journalism – Conservative opinion journalism, liberal opinion journalism, libertarian opinion journalism, that's all great, but it has to be fact-based. As long as uh, a news organization bases their points of view on evidence, provable evidence and facts, then that's fine. Where there's an interpretation of facts mm. that, you know, reasonable people might disagree on, I mean, that's where it's going to get a little bit uh, tricky. yeah. No doubt. Um, but but by the way, this is no different than any news organization has dealt with for the last, you know, 150 years. These are not new problems. These are not new issues. I think what's new is um, there is an erosion, particularly in this country, of sort of what is an agreed-upon foundation of facts.
0: I will say the other thing that feels new to me and, and maybe— I've been reading more about this, this idea that journalists are suddenly being put in a position to defend their own worth and find their own revenue models, whereas before they just sort of, you know, left – there was a division of church and state and they left it to the publisher to figure out how to pay for everything. I mean I certainly – and Jen and I have been talking about this a lot. It's very – strange, and 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 we want to proceed very cautiously, this idea of reporting on something that we also have a stake in, you know, to be fully right. transparent. Right. Maybe we can be your first ethical case. Could yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you
2: advise? <laughs> well, I've been—it's I, I, interesting that you bring that up. I mean, I've been listening to your podcast so far, and I actually really admire and love the way you're saying, I don't know if this is going to work. I think you have an obligation to— Uh, report what you see. Just because civil is, you know, giving you a leg up doesn't mean that you shouldn't or can't report on civil. Um, So I would encourage you to, um, you know, to be journalists first, always.
0: I mean, I I also have to ask, Vivian, as a a woman, um, two women with backgrounds in public radio, um, do you think us leaving public radio was
2: uh, wise, understandable? (laughs) I'm so excited that you're doing this. I have to say, listening to your your story, you are who I have in mind now when I think about, like, why I'm so (laughs) determined that this succeeds. Look, is civil going to be the answer to all the problems of journalism? Of course not. It doesn't have to be the the answer to all the problems. It has to be part of the answer. It has to be part of the solution. And you guys sort of stepping up and being part of this brave new world— with us is going to make that part of the solution. So do I think you made the right move? Absolutely. I did the same thing. I left a very comfortable, happy existence to jump on this civil train and join a startup. So I'm with you. We both, you know, it's like we both, even though we didn't know each other, we both kind of virtually held hands and and jumped off together.
0: Zigzag folks, what on earth do you think of all this? Is civil a crazy, pie-in-the-sky idea that no one will ever use? I don't know, people said that about the internet too. I remember the first time someone showed me the web in 1993, it was just this black screen with, I guess it was code on it, it was totally confusing. On the other hand, this is risky, and complicated, and sure, it's well-meaning, but is it gonna work? On the other hand, we gotta try, right? I don't know. Tell us what you think. Record a voice memo. Write us an email. Send it to zigzagpod at stableg.com or as one listener pointed out, stableg.com. We knew about that. We were kind of seeing if anyone would notice too. Of course you did. Anyway, if you've decided that you are going to register to buy civil tokens, we really want to hear about your experience. Is it arduous? Is it easy? What's your motivation? Let us know. And if you just want to take a look for yourself about how this is all working, the link again is civil.co slash CVL. So that's civil.co slash CVL. You can also join a chat with thousands of people that is going on 24 7 on the Telegram app. Um, we'll put a link to it on our website at zigzagpod.com. Also, every week we – I should tell you this. We put links on our website to help you go deeper into all the issues that we talk about on the show. And if you sign up for our newsletter, which is free, you also get our podcast recommendations for the week and links to other stuff that we are reading or we find interesting, plus a little personal note from me. Um, So sign up, zigzagpod.com. Oh, and yes, we love saying hi to you on Twitter and Instagram. We are at zigzagpod. This episode was produced by me and Jen Poyant. David Herman is our talented audio engineer and composer. Many thanks to our other audio engineers, Dan DeZula and Matt Winton, and our intern, Jordan Lauf. I'm Anoush Samarodi. Thank you so much for listening and being on this ride with us, this nerdy ride. So why then? Why? Shit, sorry. Hold That's on. Okay.